Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hi, this is Larry Post, Senior Tax and Planning Advisor at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. In today's podcast, which is on financial planning, I wanted to talk about gifting and the gift tax and the use of the annual exclusion and more appropriately, indirect gift tax considerations. With a lot of talk going on towards the end of 2021 about Congress reducing the estate and gift exemption from $11.7 million down to something closer to five or six and Obviously, doesn't look like it will take place or did not take place. Um, But again, they may bring this back up in 2022 and continue with the discussion, which I'm sure they will. But I wanted to talk about uh, not your direct, I'm going to give you a gift, call it a gift. And if it's under the exemption amount, I don't have to file anything. But I'm talking about more or less the indirect gift. So imagine... If I were to tell you that if you pay room and board or help out your child with paying rent or uh, give them uh, help with food or other expenses, car payments, auto insurance, gas, whatever the case may be. Imagine if I told you those were gifts. And if you go over the annual exclusion amount of $15,000, if you're married, you can give $30,000. Imagine you had to file gift tax returns and use up part of your lifetime exemption, not knowing that you had to. So let's talk about where some indirect gifts may actually exceed your annual exclusion and or your lifetime exemption if you've used some of that up. The most common example that I can probably think about is the support of an adult child. And first, you have to determine whether support for a child over age 18 is a gift. You have to look at the state law. You have to look at whether the state you live in imposes a legal obligation to support the child. Every state defines legal support differently. And it must be a duty to support the child has to be legally enforceable under state law, not a moral obligation. And there was actually a court case stating that a moral obligation is not sufficient consideration to avoid gift tax. It must be a legally enforceable obligation. Most states, the age of majority is 18, though there are a few states 19 and 21. And there is no clear guideline on whether a parent has a legal obligation to pay for college or to provide support if a child is merely unable to support himself or herself and not mentally or physically disabled as defined. And the laws in every state, again, as I said, are different. It's also important to note that the federal income tax requirements for a dependency deduction are different. And just because you qualify as a dependent, whether a child or other dependent, does not have a legal obligation to provide support under state law, therefore totally different for gift tax and income tax purposes. Typically, we assume that if the child's in college, greater than age 18, you can continue to support the child without any gift tax consequences. And that is not true. 
So imagine as a parent, you pay college education directly to the college. Your child's over age 18. You live in a state where the majority age is 18. And again, you pay college directly, you pay room and board directly, and you also give your child a monthly stipend for books and incidentals and travel and whatnot. You give that money. And this is in addition, conceivably, to birthday gifts and holiday gifts or anything else that you may provide for that child. So imagine you live in the state, age 18 is majority. The payments made for room and board, though directly to the college, and the payments made for the stipend would be taxable gifts under the gift tax laws. You'd take the total amount, you subtract your annual exclusion of 15000 or if you're married, 30000 and the difference could be a taxable gift. But again, you have to add up all payments you made on behalf of or what you consider support, as well as just outright gifts. You don't have to have a definition that it was a gift. It is whether it is a gift or not. So imagine those are gifts, and it is greater than fifteen or 30000 now, the direct payment to the institution for tuition is not a gift, and that's because the IRS, under its regulations, has that as an exemption. So it's important to note that support payments and what we consider, hey, I'm just helping my child out, may be considered taxable gifts, depending on the state you live in, the age of majority, and in certain circumstances, facts and circumstances, So I don't want you to take this podcast as all or nothing, but I think it would be very, very important if you do have a child in college and live in a state, the majority is age 18, that you understand the implications of paying non-tuition payments, whether directly or indirectly, and what the gift tax consequences are. Now, there are specific transfers that are not gifts. And, and, and Congress and the IRS have determined those, and those typically are gifts that do not or exceed the annual exclusion, 15000 in 2021, outright donations to charities, transfers between citizen spouses, U.S. citizen spouses, transfers between them, direct payments to medical providers for medical costs for you or your dependents, direct payments to qualifying educations for tuition, Grade school through higher education, which is why a lot of times as planners, we tell grandparents to make a direct payment to the institution for tuition. Don't make the payment out to the parents or the child because then it's a gift. You need to make a direct payment. And contributions to political organizations are not gifts. Um, But understand, and the point of this discussion was that unless you have a legal obligation under state law, And again, remember that the IRS definition of dependency is not relevant here. Unless you have a legal obligation, transfers either directly or directly to a child for support may be considered taxable gifts. Please consult your tax advisor, your financial advisor to determine exactly the circumstances you're in. And if some of these do qualify as gifts, Understand that you may not be able to give away the other $15,000 or, you know, um, you have to add in other gifts you make to try to keep you under the annual exclusion amount. I hope this helps and we look forward to having further discussions with you. If you need any assistance from us, please reach out to us at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors and be safe out there. Thanks for listening. 
For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.